the CX Chronicles podcast. This is the show for customer service managers, VPs of customer experience, and all of you other CXers out there. Every week, we are going to dig into topics, challenges, wins, and updates in the CX and customer service community. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Check us out at CXChronicles.com. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Thank you so much for being a part of the CX Chronicles Nation. Hey guys, how we doing? This is your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Thanks for listening to the CX Chronicles podcast. This is a CX Weekly Update. Freshdesk, everything you need to redefine your customer support. Keep track of conversations. Resolve your customer issues. Support your customer across all channels. And increase your team's productivity. Check out Freshdesk at freshdesk.com today. So guys, uh, I've had a number of people reach out to me over the last couple of weeks asking about CSAT and NPS reporting. So this is customer satisfaction reporting and net promoter scoring. Two very helpful tools for understanding how you're doing as a business, what your customers really think about you, what your customers actually think about the product or the service that you're offering. And then it gives you some basic numeric reporting to understand sort of how things are going with your business. So today, I would love to chat through uh, 13 best practices for designing your customer satisfaction survey or your CSAT, okay? So first of all, a recent article by Mika Solomon, who is uh, a great CX consultant, keynote speaker, thought leader. He's done a bunch of great work, written a bunch of great books about um, customer experience, customer service, uh, really, really building your company with the customer in mind and thinking about how they want to interact with your company, with your product, and with your service. So let's hop right into it. Number one, ask for the customer's overall rating of their experience. You are your company first. Number two, limit your survey to a reasonable number of questions. So guys, I don't need to, I don't need to dive too far into this. Nobody likes asking and answering surveys for 20, 30 minutes. It's just too long. People are too busy this day and age. Limit the number of questions you ask Ask the most valuable ones. You'll get a higher return rate, and you'll get people feeling really good about the fact that you're not taking too much of their time. Number three, only offer a small number of ratings choices. So generally, I suggest one to five as your rating scale. One to three might be even better. Definitely do, don't go as high as the one, to, one through ten. That's a separate thing. We can, we'll do a different show on NPS and getting into that. But really, you want to keep the ratings choices as slim as possible. Number four, phrase your response categories in the most concrete language possible, okay? Don't leave loose ends here, guys. Don't don't use rating categories like excellent and, you know, uh, great. Give it something different. Consider calling your top rating something, you know, emotional or something something simple such as, I loved it, I thought it was wonderful, thought it was great, fantastic, whatever. You come up with what your names are and then you figure it out from there. Number five, don't expect your customers to be mathematicians. So look, guys, depending on participants, 
Some of these calculations can be very stressful and difficult to people. It can make people bounce off your survey. Give them a clear understanding of what you're asking for. Estimate your chances of returning to our store this month in terms of percentages of 100. That's going to create confusion and frustration. Keep it simple. Give them the give them the potential responses that they have so they can select one. Number 6. Don't ask intrusive demographic questions. We don't you don't want to ask about income, gender and age. There's focus groups and other mediums that you can set up to get some of that additional helpful information for marketing and for sales purposes. But on your survey, come on, man. Number seven, don't use internal jargon. Look, for many of our listeners who are in the startup world, I'm going to call every one of you out right now. You're all making up your own languages. Get with the program. There's some basic business terms that you need to be cognizant of. Most of you people are building your own new worlds. You're building your own new systems. You're literally building your own language. Don't put that crap inside of the survey. People need to know common language, common terms, uh, generalized terms so that you're not trying to skirt the edge of what your language is with them. Number eight. Surveys are most meaningful if completed soon after a customer experience. So guys, think about it. Put yourself in this position. You went on vacation in January to Jamaica. If somebody's sending you a, a survey in April, come on, you've just gone, you know, you've gone over a quarter with, with time there. That's not gonna be helpful. Whereas Someone sends you that survey two days after you get back to Manhattan from being in Jamaica for a long weekend on the beach. Man, everything's still colorful. You have the picture in your head. You can run back the the video in your in, in, in your mental uh, recorder. Much more positive, impactful feedback is going to come from this. Okay, number nine. Don't hassle recipients for not filling out your survey. Look. Remind them once. That's totally fine. No, no one's going to get in trouble for poking someone one time saying, "Hey, I'd really like that feedback." Once you start getting in two, three times, you're skirting on the line of irritating that customer. Keep it simple. One time, maybe. One time follow-up, maybe. Number 10, include a free form text field or fields to leave room for novel responses. So look, guys, you're going to get some people who are going to give you incredible color, incredible feedback, all sorts of valuable stuff. Make sure there's a place where they can they can leave that feedback. It's going to be outside of some of your basic one through fives and one through threes. This is give us an example or give us color or give us some type of documented response for what it was that you felt so strongly about with our company. This is a fantastic way to get extra feedback, guys. Number 11, be sure to respond personally and promptly after receiving strong negative feedback. Look, big part of my career has been following up with some of these, these major detractors who, who had a really, really poor experience with some of the companies that I helped to manage the customer experience with. And what one of the biggest things that I would do at each one of the companies that I helped to build the customer experience and customer service organization with, it was following up directly myself with some of these really, really upset individuals or these folks that felt super strong in a negative way about the business. You need to immediately tackle those. Charge them like a rhino. Get in front of them. Make it make it clear that you know that there's a problem. You're going to work on figuring out the solution for that problem. You want to earn back their business. You want a second chance, third chance, whatever it takes to get them back into your field and to get them playing again. Number 12, be sure to thank anyone who offers personal praise on a survey. Right? If you've got someone praising you and you've got someone who's saying great things about your business, great things about your product, loves what you're doing, you need to follow up with these people and say, thank you, customer. Thank you for the feedback. We're going to take that. We're going to take notice of that. We're going to inject it back into the top of our product and service offering. And, and, and we're so appreciative of you giving us that feedback and taking that time 
to help us get better as a business. Number 13, if you send out similar surveys over time and expect to compare results, it's really important, guys, that you don't change anything in your delivery approach or the materials or the survey itself. You do not want to skew your, your results here, guys. You're not gonna, if you come up with a completely different survey in Q1 versus Q4 and everything's different, the presentation's different, the way that it's received is different, you're not comparing apples to apples here, guys. You gotta call that out right now. So if you're trying to compare these things over time, make sure you're using the same tools and the same results and you're, 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 you're keeping that in mind. So look, this is 13 of the best practices for designing your customer satisfaction survey. Okay. I hope that this is helpful. Use this information, go back through, rewind this episode, listen to one through 13, take notes, apply them to your business, apply them to your startup, apply them to the businesses that you're running and, and, and see if it makes an improvement. See if it helps with the next survey that you do. See if you see that the response rate's slightly higher. This is the way that you are going to collect incredible customer experience from the people who are helping you build your company. This is another CX Weekly Update. Thank you so much for listening to the CX Chronicles podcast. We've got a ton of new guests coming down the pipeline, guys. Keep an eye on the website, www.cxchronicles.com. Keep an eye on our Instagram, on our Facebook, on our LinkedIn. We've got a bunch of great new things coming down the pipe, guys. I'm really excited about what this summer is going to bring. And again, keep the feedback coming. I've heard from a ton of you over the last uh, several months. I love it. The feedback's great. Feel free to hit us up. Again, www.cxchronicles.com. There's a form there for you to fill out and give us feedback. We're so appreciative of you being part of the CX Nation. And I look forward to speaking with each and every one of you again in the in the near future. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of CX Chronicles. Be sure subscribe, save, and share with all of your fellow CXers. And until next time, make happiness a habit, CX Chronicles Nation. Check us out at cxchronicles.com.